0: It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. That's the sound of hailstones after a sunny day. Oh, the metaphors.
1: Hi, indeed.
0: Alan Deegan, welcome along. Hi, Rob. Dave Finn, welcome along. Yeah, hi, Rob. And William Davis, welcome along.
1: Good afternoon, Rob.
0: Coming up later in the podcast, there'll be post-game audio. There'll be in-match audio coming up very, very shortly. But this is our first forum. We'll have another forum. With one of those three, we'll pick the best of them. And uh, Lindley and I will be joining us a little bit later as well to... uh, Give us that extra few bits and bobs. There's almost no one left. I see a woman with an umbrella just leaving the greyhound stand. And do you know what? Just her walking away just makes it feel like it's a midweek day, and there was never even a game here, Alan.
1: Yeah, everything's been taken down. Like we're we're only what half an hour, or forty minutes since the game finishes. The extra stands are gone. All the boardings around the side of the pitch are gone. Um, on either either side, it looks as though there wasn't even a game here today.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I just thought that I was just leaving some gear out to one of our friends from Galway Bay FM. As I walk back in, the security men are taking their yellow jackets off, the bar's closed, the shop's closed. It's a strange feeling. The sun was out, it was beautiful. Now it looks like the middle of a dark night in winter and maybe that just kind of sums up the whole way this afternoon has uh, drifted away.
0: Okay, so we have a few things to get through. We've got to look bigger picture because there's a certain... uh, finality to the season about today's results although there's still three games to come we'll learn a lot from them and all is not completely and utterly totally absolutely in all way lost in our Champions Cup qualification but I hope all those words should emphasise how unlikely it is that they can get there through the Pro 14 that's their focus from here on fourth. today though Gloucester came saw and conquered again
3: yeah five win, uh, five wins out of five I've never won by more than seven points once one by eight Thank you Alan That's why we have you here
0: um, <laughs> Except for that time <laughs>
1: and, and Technically it's six games Because there was a pre-season friendly But we don't count oh,
0: that Ah now you ruined it Carry on
1: um,
0: Pre-season
3: friendlies. They were the better team They took their chances They played, They got to play the way they wanted to play I think they came to Bully Connacht And they effectively did that Particularly at the at gain line time Because they kept getting go forward ball Which made them look quite good I thought that their coach, and we'll hear from him later on, was pr- pretty honest, I think, they didn't play particularly well, I don't think they're in a good spell at the moment, but this is the sort of game that you feel laconic just don't win, these tight games, and we don't seem to be able to figure out how to get it done, and it would have been a steal right at the end, and we would have taken it, but you never really saw it happening, and um, it's, just, it's just look it's, it's gone it, it's, it was disappoint- It was a disappointing game there was a big crowd here they didn't maybe get hugely involved in the first half they came into it a bit in the second half and there were Gloucester fans here I, I was counting small numbers but at this stage I'm reckoning there was about 500 because mm-hmm. they, they seem to have been everywhere and uh, fair play to them they got their win they've got a home semi-final now against Newcastle which I think they'll win and they'll go off to uh, Bilbao on the 11th of May and we wish them well
0: no arguments there we'll mix up the format a little bit this week obviously we'll keep the in-game stuff and we'll go to it now but I just think we'll keep the interviews towards the end and that's when we bring in Noel and Linley to finish this so back here on the terrace after you hear William and Alan take you through the story of the game
1: OK William I, I haven't felt a buzz in the sports ground like this for a long time a um, couple of minutes before kickoff, this is going to be huge Yeah, it has
3: that feeling, it's cup final type rugby, it's only the quarter final but it's knockout, it's all about winning today and for Connacht it's all about putting in 80 minute performance and seizing their opportunities, they create chances in games, today is the day they have to convert them, Gloucester picked a very big strong side. Maybe expecting slightly different conditions. It's a nice... There's no wind. It's, I wouldn't say it's warm, but it's not cold. But the place is very expectant. We've got that little bit of silence now. Both sides have just gone off the pitch. So they'll be coming back on, and Mr
1: Poit will bow his whistle, and it's game on. Yeah, there's a sense of trepidatiousness now that the teams are gone in, and we'll let you know how it's going on 20 minutes. OK, William... <laughs> 20 minutes Connacht have just scored Bundy scored it scores now 10-5 with a conversion to come it's been tense but that's great
3: yeah they needed to score that because uh, they're down to 14 men with a yellow card scrappy enough game so far very poor quality quite nervous I think both sides they're trying to bully us and they've really got on the wrong side of Mr Poit he's, he's, they've had 4 or 5 penalties free kicks for all defences like time wasting and a line out Jack Cardy gets this kick now settles everybody down <laughs>
1: It does indeed. We'll just wait and see if he if he managed to get it, and we'll let the crowd tell you whether he does or not. Okay, William. Not such a good second 20 minutes. The game has been played, at, as you mentioned during the game, at Premiership pace, and Gloucester now leads 17-10. Connacht just don't look on the money here at
3: all. They're just not hard enough and they're they're being brushed off in tackles they're losing out of the collision areas it's not a very high grade game of rugby but there's been five tries which is very odd and they need to have a lot of good chat now at halftime get themselves sorted out
1: yeah let's hope we have better news on 60 minutes okay william around 60 minutes Gloucester have stretched their lead it's now 27 points to 18 it's not looking good yeah it's uh it's looking a big ask at the moment. Connacht have had good moments
3: in this second half and Nia Diolokan scored a fine try. At the moment, it's hard to see this coming back to Connacht. They're really going to have to up it and the, the accuracy, the substitutions that they've made now might be the key.
1: But uh, Gloucester at the moment, well in command. Yeah, it looks like we won't have good news at full time, which I never know. OK, William, we brought on a lot of subs and then an now score is 30 points to Gloucester, 26 to Connacht with a conversion to come. This is Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, Connacht have just come back to life
3: with the substitutions. Maybe Gloucester felt they had the game won. Uh, It's a typical topsy-turvy game. I'd written us off a little bit there. But we're back in business now. It's anybody's to win.
1: Ten minutes, nine minutes to go. Connacht are down by two. This is incredible stuff. Well, William, find the score. 33-28. Cluster. Yep, I think a better team won. Um, they converted their chances. They
3: totally dominated us at the breakdown area. They
1: they got over the
3: gain line. We couldn't do that. We were being driven back and back and back and back all the time. And uh, they, did a, they did a they did a good job. They got some fastball ball. I think they're to look at opportunities that they had, but um, they were never quite
1: at it today. Right, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there and. Well, the next person here will
0: be Rob. All right, there you go. Just a little snippet and a flavour of a weird atmosphere. Dave, it was a strange atmosphere. It was like, it was electric. And then all of a sudden it went so flat. And it, it like as, as the supporters watched Gloucester take complete control. And then Connor came back and they got all the excitement and then they were back to being really quiet at times.
4: Well, yeah, it's because... I mean, it was, it was a straight. The, the, the crowd got into it when we had the ball Because that's what they do um, The reason it went flat is because Gloucester seemed to just go um, just, they, I mean, the first two tries come almost directly from Gloucester not winning their own line-outs That is the crazy part And so we win the line-out, it bounces over Dennis Buckley's head And fair play to Doc it was a nice sidestep, too easy to win So suddenly you're thinking, God, they're doing nothing to score They're doing next to nothing to score their tries and you're thinking we're working really hard, we're scoring some good tries, and then we go and do something <laughs> stupid, and we let them in again. The crowd didn't, the crowd got into it when we tried to do stuff, but then we would puncture it by doing something stupid. And fair play to Gloucester, every time we did that, we did something stupid, they got points.
0: I right, think give me some more initial thoughts, Alan.
4: Yeah, I was I was
1: impressed with uh, Willie Hines, the Gloucester scrum half, ran the game brilliantly, <laughs> absolutely brilliantly. He had he had enough time in the ball to decide whether to go fast or whether to go slow. Effectively, they won the rock and mauls. Thought Danny was here was on the podcast earlier today but
0: he was my stats man as well. He we had a tough commentary today, a few breakdowns but
1: I don't know. He did, yeah, but he I had to, helped out. he had to he had to go off early so but he said to me, Look, make sure you talk about the fact that they were so clever in the rooks. We we had to have one or two extra men in nearly every rook that we went into because they were lying on the ball getting across the ball we weren't cleaning them out as well as we should have been that's because they were winning the contacts for the most part which meant eventually once they go back and forth four or five times you get what they got which was overlaps because we had too many men attracted into Rucks and Maws because we weren't able to, to stop them doing what they were doing which was getting across the game line on a regular basis
3: Yeah, they settled to their pattern Connington the first half looked very nervous with a lot of handling errors um, at times it was a bit of they were just tentative in what Why? they were doing I, I I, don't know
0: they've done this before
3: I, I don't know I, I, I think there's a, a bit of a lack of confidence mm. in this team and I think it manifests itself in a game like this and unfortunately um, Jack Carty had a poor game uh, he had players running at him he seemed to lose trust in his two centres
0: who they didn't exactly cover themselves in glory with all the errors?
3: No, they didn't, and and that permeated through the whole team. Now they got their act together a bit after half time. They must have had a long chat at half time, and Bundy started taking maybe more responsibility or just getting more involved. But you always felt that Gloucester were just that bit better, and they were just going to get this done. It's it was a typical Premiership team performance coming here, yeah, and my concern. Was if it was a tight game that we would lose. We just don't win enough of these tight games. It's just, and that's going on. This isn't in this rain, it's happened before, especially going back. And it's something they have to address. They had a perfect day to play today. It doesn't look it now. The weather has changed 180 degrees. But game time, there was very little wind. It was sunny. Pitch is quite firm, quite dry. There's nobody sliding around on it. And it just, they just never got at it. And I know that that doesn't sound much, but you just felt the Connick weren't at the right pitch at any stage in that game. Even when they were coming back into it, you're still thinking, a, then "This needs to be operating at a higher level."
0: We'll talk more about what Kieran Keane had to say about it and maybe the bigger picture. But lads, like they should have, they should have been more it? I mean, this was a huge day. This was a chance to change the narrative of what now looks like a pretty all round glib season really down the bottom of the pro 14 well, there's, there's, there's two ouch, things i want to address that've
4: been brought up first of all when Kieran Marmion went through for the for the event that looked where which led to the yellow card of the hitting him i've never seen him look so leggy i as soon as he the break, like he is not going to make the line irrespective of if he gets past that, because he just looked very leggy so i was wondering if they might they looked Mentally and physically, they just like we sort of phys- Mentally, they weren't there, but I think physically, they weren't necessarily in the best place. He didn't look like the season maybe have caught up with them. Secondly, the reason Gassler over- were able to win the run was Roman Poit decided sod it. I am not referring oh, not referring no, the Rook at all. You
1: can't blame No, no, I'm that. not, not blaming. I'm not blaming Roman Potter. You can't even bring him into
4: it. No, I can't bring him no, into it because I, because you hold can't. on. If you are saying that they were able to line the ball, that is cheating, and it wasn't picked and up. Up to
1: the Connick kind of players to deal with it. And no, it's, it's to up, up to the, the re- uh, Sorry, no, 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 sorry. How
4: is cheating? How is cheating down to the players to no, sort out? It is down to the officials. Because if the ref isn't
1: doing it, it's sorry. up to the Connick kind of players to do it. Because they were doing They weren't allowing us to do it. They weren't allowing us to flop on the ball because they were cleaning us out. And cleaning us out with aggression and skill, and we so weren't doing enough of it.
4: What you're saying is that cheating is fine. No, what You I'm are saying, saying is cheating is fine. No, I'm you not, are I'm saying not cheating
1: that. is fine. No, what I'm saying is, you play the ref. You, you play it to the style of the ref, and you play to the ref, and we didn't, and they did.
4: I just can't agree with that. I'm sorry. I really can't it. doesn't matter. It's not that that wasn't. I,
3: I, I think they're a much more street smart side, and I think it's an area that Connacht have, have got to get a grip on. They, they work the clock better. Uh, in their yellow cards, and it's thirty seconds here, it's thirty seconds there. He did actually penalise them for time wasting. At one I think stage, he
0: was really hard on them. And start, David, saying, why did he stop? I just think because the game balanced up because they started to dominate the scrums because they started to get on top physically at the breakdown because we were a bit of a mess at the breakdown. I think all those things combined.
3: I think the breakdown area has been a problem oh, all season. season, and it's about the physical aggression there and it's about the clear outs and how you handle them and we have to work incredibly hard to maintain our own possession and it's slowed down and when it gets slowed down players particularly the backs then start panicking a bit because they have to put pace on the ball they're not getting it quick enough
0: case in point first four phases five phases of the second half where they got a crucial three points out of it because we just ran out of ideas on a halfway line to start the second half
3: yeah that 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 was bad. Well, that, that was the three sort of, you know, those three points. Yeah. It's crucial. crucial. It's crucial little things like that. And that's when I actually feared for us. And then we did come back into it. We actually upped it. Thanks to Adiel Oaken's
0: absolute moment of genius. He had no right to win that ball.
1: No, brilliant piece of play from Marmion as well to put it Lovely in the yeah. Lovely Good scrum
0: from Beelham and Buckley yep. because they were under pressure and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they turned the tide.
1: And, and and what we did is, you know, if you look at two of the tries we got today, we got them from kicking in behind because they were up so fast, they were up all the time. Sometimes they were offside, not all the time, but they were up so quick because they didn't have to worry about the ball going in behind because we never looked like we were going to do it. And the twice, I think we kicked the ball three times. Once, unfortunately, went dead, and two we scored tries on You have to you have to wonder why don't we mix the game up more?
3: Well, we have two very fast wingers who are brilliant finishers. Yeah, and there has to be a lesson there in. You've got to. That's about seizing your opportunities, and we don't we don't see it often enough. They are both flyers.
4: Eight. He had his beating of his man in the second half. It was clear he was fast. than When the guy 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 was good with the ball in hand, but not so good when he had to turn. And we gave him three times. We scored a try, and we he made the break. He made a break into the twenty-two. It's yeah, the guys all right. We we just we, it, there's a lack of heads up. There's a lack of heads up they I mean, I. They weren't I was looking at them saying, I'm "Already offside." The once I thought they were offside, that was a prop. The two centres timed it perfectly every time. There was no getting through them. Now their two centres, Dave,
0: outplayed our two centres. We were raving oh, yeah. about Tom Farrell and oh, yeah. Bundiaki. We're well, very I'm, excited the about the combo, but like, you know, Atkinson and uh, Trinder, I right?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
5: Trinder
0: was was amazing Atkinson was the one I was trying to remember it was Atkinson Atkinson and Trinder like take a bow lads and it's time we start respecting maybe some of these partnerships and some of these players that are over there because I think we look at this and think yeah our boys can take that pairing holy moly we were second fiddled.
4: Yeah, and I mean, I think if we're going to look at the best combination was 8-9-10 as well. 8-9-10, 12-13, fantastic. Ben Morgan Morgan took a
0: high ball at one stage, like a full-back, in a key point in the game. Do you remember that? Charged 20 metres into their half, and he turned the tide.
1: Big man to be taken down when he's at pace like that.
0: Yeah, but doesn't that kind of sum it up? He's knocked it on a few, he's made his errors, but he makes up for his errors.
1: Yeah, it's as though they they don't mind, they don't mind making an error, they just get on with the game. It's next, next Next job, next job, next job, next job, next job, and maybe our guys need to do a little bit more of that.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely I mean I mean he made one error He was a little high He was a little I thought he I thought it was I thought initially He was actually a bit hard done by in that one But having seen it the second time Yeah, no, maybe No, no, that was yeah, it Yeah, maybe But um, Under the, new I, I, I well, the clan said it was So
0: I had to <laughs> I love the way clans, I It so to tell the crowd Every time they the show to replay. You know, you don't have to go Oh, every time Because it starts to look sound a little yeah. bit fake By the twelfth time
4: You go Ah! No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I know you were going on by Trinder. I was surprised Heinz didn't get a match. I'm, I thought he. I agree
0: with Alan yeah, yeah. and yourself. Yeah, but I would have given Trinder the man of match because I'm one who just goes man with the kind of yes. Yeah, that's why it's rubbish <laughs> because Trinder was amazing, but Heinz probably had a more
6: pivotal role.
3: Yeah, I mean, if, if you watch, I, I I can't pretend to watch Premiership rugby week in week out, but. There's a lot of very good players over there, isn't there? Who are we me- kind
0: of underrated over here then?
3: Yeah, we do because they just play away every week in some of these very grindy games, and it has improved this season. There's a lot more; the ball has been moved around a lot more in the Premiership. But they just come and do a job, and it's it's you know it it's, it looks a tight game on paper, but it doesn't it doesn't feel to me like a tight no. game. Whereas last week against Edinburgh. Looked and felt like a tight game, but this just this just doesn't. No, they, they, they just looked a better side, and there are still uh, there's issues with game management.
0: They might are, have lost that if something freakish happened, but yes. it, given the time, given the structure, they were always going to find a way to win it, barring something stupid. And they'll be a little bit annoyed that it got so close because they'll probably think to themselves, "If we kept our discipline, if they kept their discipline, they win coach, in My opinion.
3: Yeah, well, they, they, they two, t- 10, t- t- two yellow carrots. So they, you know, they were down to ten or er, ten minutes. Five penalties that goal. started the match because they weren't um, listening to
0: Roman Pot either. I mean, all that put them in. Well,
3: um, the coach talked about that and he said they had to get smart and sort it out.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, and they did. Uh, and it was their, it was their, it was their scrum half who was their captain who went and sorted that out. And he didn't do it, he didn't just stick it He just wandered over when there was a break in play and had a chat. And they got better and they got tighter, and the game managed better. And yeah, it was, it was this. As I say, if it was, was going to be a tight game, I felt Connick would lose, and that's what happened. And that's something they have to address. They have to look at how they manage these because re- you're always going to have games that get one score games but they always seem to go against us. And that's, that's an issue.
0: All right, Group 1 is almost finished in our forum chats. Uh, we've covered most of the game. Do you know what? I followed up something. I do want to talk to you about it. I followed up something during the week, I was and I still am a little bit baffled by why Sean O'Brien wasn't in the squad, wondering was that a major oversight or something? I got an explanation there from behind the scenes from Connick that, look, they went with Cormac Brennan because Keane Keller was injured. They went with uh, Andrew Brown because they needed second row cover. A lot of people are wondering this week how could a man who started four games in a row, Sean O'Brien, not get selected? And it just worries me. I just think it kind of encapsulates the whole season. Just little things that you were scratching your head at. Look, their explanation is not perfectly normal decision. They put a bit of thought into it and they went with what they went to it. I'm not necessarily convinced.
1: No, no. I, I you mentioned
0: I, it during the week as well. I know. But yeah,
1: yeah. No I think like you're now. looking at. They, they had an opportunity on the 15th of March to bring in three more players at the end of the having the pool get, the pool stages haven't finished you have to bring in a front row player so they brought in Conor O'Donnell and they decided to bring in a back and a forward um,
0: Why not two forwards in my point? why? Well, after, well
1: that's point. what I was just going to say why, why did we need to bring in a back? I think we had plenty of cover uh, in the squad in the backs um, but obviously they didn't feel that way
0: there's been mix-ups like this before by teams where just who's registered and who isn't and that maybe is why we jumped on this but look, they've said no, not at all, this is what it was so look, that's the best we can do on it but if you're at home wondering about it I'm still completely scratching my head at that. It doesn't matter now, we're out but I just hope that next season decisions like that won't be as baffling as, as Sean O'Brien not included. Yeah, because
1: that was a game for Sean O'Brien today. He would have loved that. He would have loved fifth
0: it. start starting a row so he would have been getting back into it. Can I ask you one other question then as we finish our in-game chat? Alton Delan not starting.
3: Um, I'm not sure. I don't have a problem with him not starting. But okay. I, I do have a problem with him not coming on to the 60th minute. Mm-hmm. He needed to be on 50 minutes because it was obvious they weren't getting over this gain line. He got us some forward possession. He did. He got times, us moving. Yeah. So if he's fit enough to be on the bench, in my view, he's fit enough to play more than 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that looked a bit of a prescribed one. I actually thought Gavin Thornbury did okay. He's a, he's a big unit in the line-out. He gets up, he disrupts. The line-out functioned very well. But 20 minutes from Delan, no. In a game like this,
1: we, 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 it's like well, a... He, he came on for Rue, which I thought was the right call because Rue wasn't having... Rue like, is our enforcer and, and he wasn't yeah, being an enforcer. They,
0: I'm glad they left Gavin Thornbury on because I don't think Thornbury did too much wrong at all. But I do think out of out of not having Alton Deland to push forward. And it's interesting the way you put it, his impact from 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would have just given us that bit of front foot ball that we needed. Because that's all that's in it. Rugby's a simple game. If you get across the gain line, you have a much better chance of winning than if you don't. Yeah, they mean, did, we didn't. I think Sean O'Brien's
0: impact mightn't have been half bad either. So those two things have us questioning it.
1: Craig Ronson might have made a little
3: difference when he came out. But they were chasing the game at that stage. So sometimes it's easier for substitutes because they have more licence to play. Yeah, agreed. Um, it's a game... I'll have to go home and watch again. Uh, just and there'll be there actually will be quite a lot to take out of this. Yeah, I think they had us well sorted when they did their analysis, and I thought we just didn't, we just weren't hitting hard enough. It was a bit, it just looked a bit soft and a bit flabby in the first half, and you don't expect that from the home team in a knockout game in front of a sellout crowd. You just don't, you you expect a bit more. And I can't explain, I can't give you bullet points of what the more is.
1: It's just like a feeling. And I think, as you say, you certainly don't want a soft defence who are waiting to see what the opposition can do. You need to get in their face. Like, having played a little bit of rugby over there, not at a particularly high level, but when you, when you play against English teams, you can't let them settle. If you let them settle, you are dead. You have to keep unsettling them all the time. Like
0: Trinder on, on Aki, when we were coming back into it in the second half, just a knock-on came on the next phase by Delan but it was the hit on Aki to stop yep. the whole move yep. and I was like who was that who was that in my head who else but Trinder not yep. only was he brilliant in attack but that's it he didn't let us settle when did a conic player do that in reverse I'm taking your point here and bring yeah, it yeah. on but we didn't see a conic player do we that
1: didn't, we didn't see enough of it now, okay, Bundy did at one stage where he he smacked the, I think it was the back row yeah. player early on a
0: couple of times we drove him back to it so
1: yeah right. but you know it just didn't happen early enough in the game we let them settle we didn't get the crowd the crowd the crowd can bring a team along to a point but the team have to do they're the ones on the field doing the work and then you know, then it becomes much more. Um,
0: yeah, and the crowd were right there to really lift them when the moments were there, but it just didn't happen. Okay, there was one other thing in my head, which is two things, right? The lads will be back for midweek podcast during the week. Mm-hmm. You and I, Alan are, and Lindley, are heading to uh, Ospreys. the Ospreys. Yeah,
1: yeah next week yes, on the ferry.
0: Hope there. And we're looking forward to seeing yeah, maybe William. William's still
1: smiling there, but it's very cold. It's far right. better way to travel than bloody no airports. airport checking, taking bags out, no. taking your shoes off <clears throat> and the belt off, and waiting for planes. And oh god, and
0: then forgetting your passport have having to have it announced. Alan I Deegan, think, please return to the passport well, area. None of that can happen this week.
1: No. Um, no,
0: I
3: hope you don't lose the uh, ISDN cable, Rob. Like oh, to yeah, the out, ISDN like
0: cable that I... Well, yeah, you see, this is, you had to be there, William. Although <laughs> I I, I'll try and sum up for listeners that I was pontificating about William failing to remember to bring an ISDN cable while at one point during such rant it was actually in my hand. I think it's the best <laughs> way I can represent <laughs> to people as how ridiculous that was. Is that fair? If I represent that fairly? That fairly? is
3: a very good oh. summation Almost. of it. Yes. Yeah falling on my own sword and in fact the fact that it was occurring in front of the man from BBC Radio Gloucester as well
0: his bemused look was hilarious it was but the only time when he wasn't openly friendly and chatty he was like who is this guy and why is he why is he talking down his brilliant producer so badly was, lesson learned <laughs>
4: very good Not very chance. good uh,
0: Not yeah no lads midweek podcast stay tuned for that folks and you yep. haven't heard Kieran Keane so I would like nope. you to listen to that the people I'm going to be talking to next have so we'll we'll take that on a little bit but I would like to, you to can maybe move see, see what you thought of that press conference and what you think of the press conference during the week because I think how Connacht uh, talk about this is going to be quite interesting and what their long term hopes are
3: okay. yep. send it on to us and we'll have a listen
0: All right. that's You're it ready. from them you'll hear them during the week Dave's staying with me right. and right. in the meantime Starting with uh, Johan Ackerman talking to William uh, from the Gloucester perspective and then moving on to Kieran Keane and Kieran Marmion and then back here to finish the pot.
3: Johan, what's the overall feeling after
1: that?
7: <laughs> Relief. <laughs> you know, obviously um, we started very poorly. Um, first of all, to adapt to, to the referee on what he won from lineouts, you know, the space and um, also, there was a few free kicks and, and penalties, um, you know, that was difficult um, at, the, at that time to understand and as the game went on, it we got better in it and the scrums and uh, a thing that happened to us last week as well in our Premiership game is we we had limited ball in that first 20-30 minutes. We, the only difference was, you know, we, we scraped one or two tries against the of play and that. Kept us in the game, but then, like I said, then we went through a period where we really played much better, rapier and, and scored some good tries and stuff that we trained and worked on. And then, um, right at the end, you know, the yellow card discipline brought them back to to quite to make it a match, and it could have gone anyway. And, but where I'm pleased was at last last five minutes, at the end when we defended well and um, also got that penalty to take the game, uh, you know. Make it tough that they can't win with a penalty. So yeah, so it's a mixed feeling of performance-wise, but proud of the guys the way they they responded when when needed, and especially with the two yellow cards.
3: It appeared that you pretty much controlled the the gain line area. You were you were getting over the game line most of the time and preventing Connick from that. Had you identified that as a weakness with Connick?
7: No, we we just you know focused so lot on 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 how we wanted to play that you know we. Last week we got turnover at breakdown quite a fair bit so we worked a lot on, on, on looking better after the ball um, in contact and, and, and the directness of the players was much better today. Um, defensively, um, the, the costing factor in our games the whole season was not so much the system, it was the one-on-one tackles and I think today was probably the best in that sense. We, if you're going to look at one-on-one tackles missed, it, it, it's much lower than it would have been in, 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 in our whole season. And, um, you know, again, that that, that was the positive. Um, we, we did come up nicely, but our line our line integrity was much better than previously.
3: And obviously the prize of winning this was a semi-final, but the fact that that will now be at home, does that make you feel confident <laughs> that there's an opportunity to go for silverware in this competition um, again?
7: Well, we can't ask for, you know, a better opportunity in the sense that you get to play at home in front of your own people, in front of your own town, and, um, you know, but it's not going to be easier. We know that, that, that. I think the side that we're playing is the side that beaten us a few weeks ago at home. So, uh, you know, so therefore, we you know, we're not, again, I'm um, don't like it that you think the home crowd or the home uh, thing will do it for you. You have to be good on the day and, and be ready to play to your, to your standards.
0: Okay, Kieran Keen to start with, I presume the dressing room is no different than the sport. There's an awful lot of disappointment around. It was a huge day, and it's just so disappointing to go out at quarter final stage.
5: Yeah, um, to be honest, I'm not disappointed. I'm, I thought it was a great day. It was a great occasion. Um, it was lovely to play in the daytime. Uh, the boys got really pumped up for this game. Um, and. The spectacle, the atmosphere, everything. Just, it was a good day of rugby. And um, and I've talked to the boys about not being disappointed, although we're a little naive around what we did in the game on a couple of occasions, uh, which put us on the back foot for virtually the whole game. Uh, but, man, the character, the, the effort, the teamwork, the problem-solving, the... All those things were just wonderful. Um, and we lost.
0: So would you differentiate this from the games you were talking about during the week, those six games that, as you said, were driving you mad still, tight games, iconic loss. This is another tight game they lost, but you, you seem to think it's probably in a different kind of category, it? Yeah,
5: I, I think that's what I'm trying to say, mm. yeah. Um, like... I don't know if, what the right word is, but sometimes people use the word sabotage ourselves, you know, or, or whatever. But yeah, look, we allowed them into the game a little too easily. Our defence wasn't where it normally is, and, and it was a little bit, uh, you know, we weren't that strong there, um, and we gifted a fair few points, um, which makes life hard, but... Oh, I just put a smile on my face. The fact that we just keep coming back and coming back, and, you know, that's pleasing for me. It means I can do something.
0: Yeah, something to work with. The, the, what Gloucester would be happy with is the fact that every time they put Connacht under the cosh, they got scores out of it. I, I think it got four tries, and there's three penalties in there as well. So, I mean, it did feel like it was very hard to get out of, for Connacht to get out of their run 22 once Gloucester had turned the screw and got a bit of pressure on.
5: Ah, look... You could frame it that way. I would say the naivety was by us uh, in allowing them to do that. That's not rocket science um, in terms of the game. Um, about uh, you're in an exit position or you're in um, your back third of the, uh, the field, then you need to do X, Y and Z. And if the opposition managed to upset that, um, then they're going to make A. And that's why I termed that a little bit naive. Um, just our game management at times broke down a little bit.
0: Earlier on in the campaign, I remember talking to you about bigger picture, you know, those early bad results and, and well a meant. and I think you obviously want to fight against that because you're going to trying to build a bigger picture yourself, but this is Challenge Cup quarter-final defeat to go with a low enough positioning in the Pro uh, 14 by, by Connex reason standards, so that element of it, how much will you be thinking about that as, as the next week goes on and thinking to yourself, God, semi-final could really put a much better gloss on our season from, from the perspective of what you're trying to do? Like, uh,
5: look, if I do that I'll go crazy, um okay. So that would be maddening for me um, what's transpired is transpired and um i'm you know i don't play the game uh, I coach and i I have to offer support for the boys uh wherever I can, and I also have to coach and problem solve so Um, for me moving forward all those things that you say are true Um, Mull addressed the team himself uh, saying things that we're not going to allow this to happen Um, and I concur with him and between the management and the players I think you'll see uh, you won't see us fall away, you won't see us chuck it in, Um, we're just not that we're just that not, not that type of team you know, there's more character in this team than people realise.
8: Karen, you said earlier in the week that if you didn't win this match, then you knew that you wouldn't be good enough. Is that is that something you still still believe when you look at that match out there, that you just weren't good enough, or was it simply because certain things you didn't take control or you, certain, the bounce of a ball, as you say, for the first try?
5: Um, I, I do believe we're a little bit naive um, as a team still. Um so from my perspective, we, we, we do have an issue about allowing teams to get into an area and get boom, um, second half an example. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but um, you know they squeezed us looking for the penalty. and I mean, the whole team knew that's what going to happen, but we gave the penalty away. At the scrum time, and that gave them, you know, eight points or nine points, I think it was at that stage. So, little things like that, we, we know what's going on, but uh, unfortunately, we, we slip up sometimes. But you can't look at the doom and gloom of what actually possibly is going to become re- uh, reality. Otherwise, uh, you wake up in the morning and you wonder what the hell you're doing. So, um, I think we're the team is in a good space. Um, I think um, we've got growing pains. We're learning. Um, we're getting tighter as a, as a group. Um, we've recruited really well. We're looking forward to this and that. And we're trying to get our, our house in order.
8: In that respect, Karen, is there a glimmer of hope with the, with, with the, the remaining matches in the Pro 14 that you still can possibly... Get a place in in a, in a playoff.
5: Um, a glimmer of hope. Look. In terms of Champions Cup rugby. Oh, Champions Cup. Not in terms okay. of your development. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that need to go our way. I would suggest, oh. um, and also we would not want to drop where we where we are. Is probably the big thing for me as a coach. Is uh, um, some of the stuff that went on in the game today were was quite magnificent, and some of it was a little bit off, but um, the good parts, as we've already alluded to, uh, are good enough, so let's just add to the good bits, and if we can add more and more to the good bits, then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be much better.
8: This, this is obviously your first opportunity to look at the sports ground on a, on a big occasion, and the fans that come in here and they're... They're only dying for Connacht to be successful and to play Champions Cup rugby. After today, what do you say to
5: those supporters? Oh, hang in there. Hang in there. Uh, um, I think um, don't be too disappointed about, uh, you know, if it doesn't happen for us this season, then it, it, it's going to happen. Yeah, just um, stay the course. Kieran, obviously,
0: massive day for Connacht and a massive disappointment at the end because you really wanted that semi-final spot
2: yeah it's a game we targeted um, we obviously wanted to win. We went out there and did our best, and it just wasn't enough at the end of the day, so very disappointed change room. Um, we just have to again pick ourselves up and uh, go again next Friday. It's a real mix of like the spectacular good and then lots of errors as well. I mean, did you expect it to be such an open game? Like that? Yeah, it's a lovely day. you don't mm. get too many days like that here. Um, made too many mistakes. Dropped too many balls, too many bad passes. Because um, we had enough opportunities, we opened them up enough times, and we just didn't finish it off. So um, that's obviously hugely disappointing. Um, so we just have to work on that and keep getting better.
0: You had that chance when obviously he, Matt got that try. That was a big moment. Everything was well How impressive were Scarlets from your perspective? And the, or, sorry, how impressive were Gloucester from your perspective? And how they took control of the game then? And how frustrated are you that you didn't get another chance after that try?
2: Um, I think we did get another chance. Um, I think Neasy made a break um, well, right at the end. Yeah, we go got too. into their half and he lost it in contact, um, which is something that we did too much of today. Um, I mean, I think we had enough opportunities to win the game, and we just didn't take them. So um, we only really have ourselves to blame there.
0: It was a tough contest, very physical. I mean, do you think Gloucester got an edge there? Do you think that was key to their victory?
2: their physical side we knew that coming in we've played them enough times um, I think we could have been a bit more physical in the first half especially we've probably let them have a few too many dominant carries so um, I think that's something we're going to have to work on and um, I guess uh, just put our bodies on the line a bit more I mean um, the lads did that but just maybe just try and get more physical of teams
0: A lot of people are going to say that's almost it for conic
2: season what are you going to try and get out of these last uh, last three games? Um, I guess, is there a sort of possibility we can sign yeah, our hands? Yeah, but I mean, all we can do is just try and win the rest of our games. Um, that's all we can really do and see where that leaves us. Alright, that was the voice
0: of Kieran Marmion to finish our uh, post game chats. Back on the terrace with our second form, we said we'll really get all voices in here. Dave's back, back Dave, welcome back, Dave, is what I'm trying to say.
7: Ah, oh, yeah,
4: welcome to part two.
0: Part two. Lily McKenzie, welcome along. Hi Rob, disappointed? Got it actually. Mmm, more than that than none. Yeah. Nice shield, welcome along.
6: Guts intact, but I'm disappointed.
0: Yeah, I think there's a, a glum feeling around the sports ground. The rain has eased. Uh, first of all, now you wonder if I've heard the press conference, but Lenny, just thoughts on Kieran Keane, quite an unusual type post-game press conference, but by, for him, normal, because he, all, his, all his press conferences are unusual in their own special way. But I don't think too many coaches would come in after a game like that and just be
8: as positive as he was. Yeah, look, uh, you know, um, I suppose... Kieran probably, he, he very much speaks from his heart. And he also sort of takes a, a sort of a holistic overall view of where Connaught is at. It may not, if you were to take his quotes maybe um, out of context, it may appear that he's a coach who didn't really care or mind that Connaught lost this match today. I don't think that's not quite where he's coming from. But what he does, I think where he is coming from is that he's looking at where Conant were when he started and how they have grown and where they are at now and given the fact that he is also with the team that he inherited so I think where he's coming from is yes, um, they are improving they are showing he's, he's an immensely, I think chuffed and proud to have a group of players like Connett who do display so much character and strength of character and I think he's quite blown away by that fact about Connor that they really do dig deep they're not sort of prima donnas who you know just don't care when things you know go wrong but they really do dig deep and I think he's he's very impressed with that but as he says himself it's all teething problems well he puts it down to teething problems in his first season I think yes he's disappointed but I think he's trying to say look let's look at the positives where we've come from where we started where we've come from and I think he's really looking forward to next season with a slightly different group of players and some new additions
0: yeah there is a a certain element of you nearly get the feeling that look I mean I always knew it was going to take a little bit longer than a year type stuff maybe what would annoy me a little bit Dave is we don't get that communicated to us even in a kind of a subtle way I don't expect Connick to come out and say hey listen this season doesn't mean anything they can't possibly say that but maybe kind of a Look, he came in and there wasn't kind of a sense of this is going to take time because we... And it was hard for them to say that because we we're only a year out at that point from having it's, won a title.
4: It's a weird scenario because he... They started a project with Pat Lamb that Pat left after a year and Kieran Keane has come in. There is, there's almost like there's two projects going on. The one that was started with the grass, which was started a year the after. The grassroots, the green shirts the up started, to you, yeah. Which is a much more positive, positive, positive where you're going to be in the... Targets, targets, targets. targets, targets. targets well. And is coming with his in with his own sort of plan and blueprint for what he wants to see for over two, three years. And there is a little bit of a conflict between the two because I think Kieran Kane is much... we have to be much more patient. And I think Expectations were heightened by the victory in the Pro 14, so therefore, why can't Connacht be in, in, in? Yeah, what was uh, so well, the, the targets? Pro- it was like yeah. Champions
0: Cup, you know, every uh, every yeah. couple of years yeah. at the very least. They, they had all these kind of laid out, and and it was looked upon like not just Champions Cup quarterfinals, the Champions Cup once every four years, yeah. producing players for Ireland, etc., etc. Whereas whereas Kieran is almost talking like he's the coach who came in after Eric Elwood. You know what I mean? It feels like we lost four years there. Now maybe that's like that has to be the way it has to
4: be. Right? I, I mean, I don't. I mean, ultimately, who's driving the vision I think has to, be, has to be a massive issue I don't necessarily think that the two are incompatible but I just think there's a little bit of a communications uh, well, differential between the two I think, you, I
0: think two. you nailed it a couple of yeah. seconds ago as well when you said look there's, there's two competing ideas mm-hmm. there and that's just a reality of two coaches but Niall, at that point like genuinely from that press conference and you weren't there but Kieran Keane is genuinely looked at today and go, what a great occasion what a brilliant crowd we scored some great tries and uh, I'm looking forward to the new signings next season. that are going to make us better, and we're already going places. I think that's a fair summation.
6: Isn't it? Yeah, was it? Well, well, yeah, it of is. what he
0: thinks. Sorry, I think that's a fair summation of where his mindset is. How in line with the rest of everyone in this province is that?
6: Well, to be perfectly honest, I don't. It's not very much in line with what everybody else thinks. We're just yeah. like a couple of seasons ago, we want to won a championship.
0: Exactly.
6: Do you know what I mean? It's not like you're building a province from. Or not like building a team from the bottom up like. Mm. There was a championship winning team there. No, it got partially filleted. But you know, I just I just think there needed to be a difference been I think Kieran Kane maybe he'll look back on this year and realise there's some stuff he needed to do differently as well. I mean there's a very confused looking team out there now. So I'd say there's still there's still, you know was, there was a couple of games earlier on in the in the in the year where they were they were pizzled and making stuff up and all this sort of stuff. But I just think that it, it needs to be a bit more clarity. And I suspect the preseason will give that. Also, got to remember there's probably there's players there that um, Kieran Cadby, you know, that he, he just wants, you know, that they have been released. Um, he's probably going to get in players that he wants to get in. Um, expect a few more signings at that front. So. I it to come together a good bit more. I wouldn't judge him fully on this season either. No, no to be fair. I
0: agree. But, but I do think when he talks about occasions and stuff, it really shows how as far as he's concerned, he had this line in the press conference last day, someone said, you know, Gloucester and Connacht, Gloucester have a great record in this competition. competition. Well, I didn't know that, so it's not interest me. In other words, and like he said it in such a way, again, it's one of those things where you need to know the context. What he was trying to say is, listen, I'm coming in with a fresh, clean slate here. Uh, don't be talking to me about history, which is a good, good answer to that question. But at the same time, I feel like his fresh clean stage is so fresh and so clean that like he's there going wow great that's the biggest crowd we've had this season and and he's talking about it whereas we're all there going you do realise we get these crowds all the time occasions are we're way past occasions
8: yeah I I do wonder sometimes even in terms of today how he does he realise the importance of it for the fans
0: the result for the fans yes the win yes, yes.
8: I, and not the occasion no not the occasion no but the the, yeah. re, the result for the fans and I, and I did ask him that question. you did press yeah. conference and, and you had a good answer we, I hope, uh, we'll leave that hopefully you got that in the edit there at the end yeah go um, but I also but I also think that you're looking at every year time a new coach comes in there are going to be changes mm. and, and without a shadow of a doubt Kieran Keane has come in. He's got a totally different new coaching team. There's, there's, apart from Jimmy Duffy, this is a this is a new coaching team. So, new coaching team, new fitness coaches. Yeah, all behind the scenes. Everything, well, yeah. everything is new for this group of players. Now, if you think about the way they played their rugby under Pat Lamb, which was, after three years, was a winning way to play rugby, but it took them three years to play this winning rugby. So I think where I would be coming from is, let's see how this Karen Keane's formula for winning rugby progresses in the next season. And remember, they're quite different. They're quite different types of rugby. Maybe if the two were able to be sort of more jealous or mixed a little bit, because I certainly thought out there today in the last 10 minutes that wouldn't it be great if there was a... Prescribed formula for a try that the lads knew that they had to do. Let's do this move and do it and score a try. But you know, there is so. It's just I think you know they're they're quite different ways to play rugby. And oops, you sorry. You've got also got to remember that this, while one was about players going to the classroom and learning a move and where they had to be. This is, this is the exact yeah. opposite to players having to make their own decision about how they should play. Mm. And I, as I say, I think we should, I think we're all disappointed. Um, and maybe Kieran Keane isn't as disappointed because he, it's his first year and he's been given three years. And he does say that, yes, wait and see, we will be playing Champions Cup rugby. So I just think maybe we need to just, and I'm trying to just chill a little bit, relax about it. it it's been a long season. It's been a difficult season in if in some many ways. Um, so, okay, just you know wait for next season. On that now, uh you still you still
0: got this competing kind of, or you still got this really kind of unusual character that Kieran is, and it's like it like there are ways of talking about it or defeat and his ways are very unusual and like are, is it going to frustrate some of the fans I've noticed a lot of frustration in the last week or so with some of the performances admittedly just throw away comments on Twitter but at the same time like is it going to frustrate fans a little bit that he's kind of so upbeat when they're so disappointed with the bottom line that they're not going to be playing top level rugby the same weekend maybe Leinster or Munster are involved or whatever
6: I don't know I mean the, what game was that earlier on the season where he went you know nearly became famous for his post-match
0: yeah it was back in September I think yeah yeah
6: Like, I don't know and, they, and then you have this listen uh, I wouldn't I, I'm not going to judge him on that I think he needs to work on his uh, on his skills in that front though um, like he's first and foremost he's uh, he's the face of Connacht that's going to be interviewed mostly mm. and he needs to portray Connacht in a better light I think than he has been doing
0: well he, he's portrayed them very positively but but I don't think he seems to be in tune maybe with the way we would think about it Like he's very positive about where Connacht Rugby is he really believes that this is a province with a huge amount of potential and well, this is a great group of players he has overall
6: well good and I but I just
0: think sometimes he speaks about it at times when I don't think people want to hear it. Yeah,
4: yeah I think the big issue is that if you g- is we heard it, we heard the question that was asked, we heard the context which was spoken, we heard the full interview. It's going to read really strangely. It's going yeah. to read strangely.
0: It might even sound strange.
4: It did sound a bit odd at the time, but having had a bit of time to just and having heard the, the whole of the press conference and what he said afterwards, but it's going to read really oddly and for people who weren't there for the whole of it and didn't see the game and don't know him it feeds into that narrative that he's kind of detached from but the but let fan. me give
0: you this because I wonder too though do we read into it too much because a large group of people here came and had a good day it was it was quite entertaining we won two years mm. ago that's more than we could have ever dreamed of anyways I don't know if I'm demanding much more from this Connacht team to be honest I don't even think I'm demanding as much as grassroots to green shirts ask from I just feel this season hasn't really I, like this season has regressed too much that's my <gasps> oh that's Absolutely. I mean, we can't, in terms we, of we, just we, pure we, standing,
4: we, 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 you, you can't you can't dress it up any more than it is we are at this moment in time the only team below us in our conference is the Southern Kings Um it's in not, Zebrae in our conference so, yeah. sorry in Zebre, and we are not, we are not in a, we've not had the best season we've, con- we've won one game away from home we've played some poor rugby here we've con- we've lost some games we shouldn't have five lost five losses here now yeah,
0: is it? or yeah. six might be up to six now yeah. yeah
4: so you can you can dress you can't dress it up any more than it is but at the same time if you want to be I can understand why he's a bit more positive because despite everything else despite all the resources other promises we are still the last Irish province to actually win something so maybe he's looking at it from that perspective that you can dress it up you can talk a good talk you can be you can have all the riches and, all the and be the big teams but ultimately trophies in the cabinet and the last Irish team with a trophy in the cabinet
6: is us that's history do you know at the moment
4: Munster Munster are going on their history they are going on their history. They they can they seem to be progressing a hell of a lot better than yes. Connick. But ultimately, ultimately, when they put, will they put, will that put trophies in their table? They but have even, to put even trophies. Even if you in. took the a
0: handicap system and said what their bar, what their targets are and what ours are, they're going well ahead of their targets more than
6: Connacht Oh no, they're flying. I, we've regressed, okay. Yeah, that's as, what I as think an, as well. Just as as a little an organi- bit, yeah. As an organisation here, Connick but like you,
0: we, you, you're like you said. Like it's not to say that we won't go forward next season. He needs time. We see how it works. But we
6: have a great exactly and I think that's that's just for me that's just critical. It must you know, for getting I don't know, sp- sponsors, for getting everything else to try and attract players. If you if you look for all the world, like you you know, there's mixed messages, mixed signals if the, you know, a team that isn't truly doesn't know where the what way they're going. Peaks and troughs and games, exactly. It, those, you yeah. know, I can't imagine it's the you know, it's it's the easiest. Uh, it would be the easiest place in the world to sign for. Kieran Kane will tell you
0: it, it there's a lot of players signing. He actually had an answer to that question: What does it mean when you're not in the Champions Cup? Well, we're still signing a lot of quality players. Sure. That's what he feels.
6: Well, yeah, and and they have the the two good Aussies, that, yeah, yeah, young
0: and super rugby experience. So that's exactly. You yeah. know,
6: the two Aussie guys they've signed are good and all that. I'm expecting four or five more signings. Um, that's
0: what we're hearing in the background. Possibly, yeah, yeah,
6: and uh, you know they're they're needed, and I I'd, I'd like to see Kane with a uh, you know. The proper pre season put in and all that. But for the moment it just honest to God, it just does feel like we've regressed as about uh, Well that's a,
8: actually another uh, issue was less, this pre season was yeah, was, was sure. pretty much diamond. I mean the other thing that the other thing we have to look at is this, that you keep talking about the the grassroots to green shirts. The grassroots to green shirts is really not Kieran Keane's responsibility mm-hmm. and it's not the first team's responsibility. It's actually the organisation's responsibility most of that. That's the work that has to be done on the ground in the domestic competitions and in the academies to build up for this team. So in many ways, we're not so much—they're not in conflict with each other. It's just that Kieran Keane's—I would imagine his first team's his squad—is quite different from what they're trying to from. A building they need to build up from the from the grassroots. And if you look at the team out there today or you look at Gloucester's team with how many six seven New Zealanders in it? You know, it's not hugely hugely different now, is there? Okay, one thing I'll say as we wind this up,
0: one I'm convinced now, and let no one tell you otherwise. If you're losing games in September, don't be thinking it's just going to come right in another competition. We know the one time we've done something really serious in the last ten years was because it was momentum, it was consistency, it was in all competitions, good performance.
6: Well, exactly. You can't just flick a, a switch. Yeah, you know, you can't go from you know abysmal and poor performances to you know a result. You know.
0: And by the way, last week I was positive enough about the performance thinking that we'd click it on so I don't want to be sounding hypocritical here I'm, I, I actually was one of the ones saying no I think they'll turn it on wrong it just doesn't happen and we've learned. well
8: I think I think as well today you've got to look at the pressure that I think some of the players just were under and look I, I, take for example Jack Carty who I have a lot of time for who has produced some superb performance. When they went down to South Africa, I think that's the most complete, mature, organised performance I've ever seen from Connett. But it was a team that they were not under pressure. Nobody expected Connett to win when they went down to, to yeah. play the Cheetahs. were four points favourites here yeah. and they
0: were expected to find a-, a way. And
8: I think there is a huge difference in the mentality of this team, of this team going out as favourites and with huge expectations. Which,
0: which goes back now. Did they, they have to start. They have to start well next year to have any chance. September oh. is
6: Everton. Absolutely they have to hit the ground they have to hit the ground running. They're not going to have Bundy, they're yeah. possibly not going to have Kieran Marmion, possibly not going to have Ulton Delane. I, I don't see anybody else in the Connors squad that's going to be in the Irish squad. No. So they're going on a, a summer tour. So you know but they can't you know that excuse can't be there. They've to, And I expect that you know they've assigned some quality there so I expect them to hit the ground running and I mean they're going to. Like that's you know, yeah. otherwise sure, why would they bother if they don't?
7: You know. Yeah,
0: no, and this group have shown character before. But they've a bit of bouncing back to do next couple of weeks, lads, before we go, Dave. Tough few games now, it's tough to get up for. Really difficult fixtures, probably three of the toughest I- fixtures on any calendar
4: oh god yeah! I Osprey's mean,
0: away Glasgow away Lentzerno out
4: seriously, seriously you got to ask the last 3-4 seasons you've got to ask who, win who all three. is putting together our, our fixture ah. list because we keep ending up having these really tough ends of the season um, it's theoretically possible we could theoretically win all 3 games it's also much more theoretically possible we could lose all 3 games just to explain now,
0: to people we're behind the Ospreys I think by a couple of points oh, yeah. and we need to finish ahead of them but they have a game in hand which so happens to be away to Zebre. Yeah. so even if you beat the Ospreys you still need them to lose another game and oh, you need to win your last uh,
4: two uh, that's to get into a play All we can do is take control of what we can control. So therefore, irrespective of what the Ospreys are doing, we have to win the. We have to go out there and win these games, and also for a bit of professional pride, a bit of pride, bit of pride in the jersey, a bit of pride in your own, in your own professional performance. Go out there and do as best as you can. Now, if you put in a good hundred and ten percent and you still lose, fine, you still lose, but no no. everybody's got to go out there irrespective of who the 20 there will be changes from this week players will be rested players will be brought in next three games the 23 guys who got there have got to put in 100% and if they win fantastic, brilliant and if we still end up below it's fine but as long as we're putting in the effort and even if we don't win as long as there is effort and performance you can live with it but it's a strange mental place I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in that mental place Sean O'Brien's available
6: I mentioned the war
0: Yeah We've mentioned it already In the podcast There's enough on that But um, yeah yeah, Players will be available they just got to dig in now I mean if they win away To the Ospreys It'll be a quite a statement For this group to say Oh wow You know People thought the season They were done But they actually don't Look in. at the state
6: Sorry no But will it
0: yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying, trying to be seriously. positive. Who no, cares? I
8: think, I think at the stage, no, of the no, season, no, no, no,
6: no. You know, make your statement after when you need to make it. I don't know. I, listen, I don't, I'm not giving out about the team here, but I, I just, I, I don't see it for me. This, uh, <laughs> to all intents and purposes the season's finished. Yeah,
0: it is.
6: It's done. Seriously, uh, I, you know, and it's, it's not, you know, it's not the nicest thing in the world to say, but you we know.
8: For, we're, we're going on a ferry.
6: Oh, enjoy the furry. Uh, <laughs> um...
8: Yeah, and I think it's going to be. Extremely... No, fair point, not to be too glib. It... No. Yeah, a fair point. I, I agree, and it's going to be hugely difficult for Kieran Keane and his players to become motivated to. To go to Ospreys yes. and to go to Glasgow, they're still chasing
0: Cardiff. They're not thinking about us below us. Uh,
8: yeah, and I think it's going to be hu- hugely difficult mm. for them, and they are going to have to. They go, they're professionals, and they have to be professional, and they have to dig deep, and they have to work hard at it. And as as Dave says, I don't think anyone would hugely complain at the stage of the season if they perform and lose, but they really do have to perform, and they have a lot. They 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 have to for their pride, for their professionalism, and. Yeah. For the 8,000 Connaught fans who came here today. OK, that's all I can ask. I'm not even going to do any
0: other business. We're all a bit grumpy for a point.
6: What? Oh,
0: any other business time?
6: No, no other business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's how grumpy is.
8: I'm not grumpy. I'm just a little sad.
4: If, if you're not on the ferry with Fair Rob... Enough. I would say, if you're not on the ferry with Rob next week, there is a game here next week. It's going to be a nice game to watch. It's going to be Ireland on the 19s versus... Uh, f- uh, France under-19s So it's going to be played here uh, Next Saturday Half 2 Come on There's another game on Tuesday There's another game on Tuesday 5 o'clock That's by, by someone I'm emphasizing 'cause I'm emphasizing Because I can't get to that one
6: Yeah No I'd love to I'd love to go see them oh, 290 the, Yeah it's, it's worth seeing there's a, there's a couple of local boys In, in um, all the squads um, So be, it's worthwhile you want to see. It's good to see those games Coming down here We don't get them very often You know
0: Alright Good stuff Alright brilliant That's it from us folks We will talk to you in the midweek podcast, and then on the ferry.